Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, I have fellas as always, Jay Hill, Trey Ely, and John Lane. What's up, fellas? What up? Yo. This is the podcast where we musicians and artists who love to talk sports and breaking news. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, but I I would be remiss if I don't start by saying... uh, Unhinged Sports Network recently signed up with a partnership with Fanatics.com. So go to Fanatics.com, check out all this stuff, and you know, buy something, man, and tell them we sent you. You know, we get a little piece of that if you if you go there. So it helps us, it helps you support your team, and you support us too. So check them out. Um, that being said, let's get right into the meat of things. The breaking news that happened yesterday: the trade of 2020, Wall for Westbrook. Um, it came as a, a surprise. We had a we had an impromptu meeting without Jay yesterday about it on uh, on Facetime. Uh, John had some things he wanted to say, so let's let's get into the first conversation about it, which is uh, how do rosters weigh now that the trade has happened? And I'll start with John. Well, first let's start with how you felt about the trade, and then we can go into how the how the rosters weigh out. Oh boy. Um... It sucked. <laughs> well, I just, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of the trade only because of what we had to give up. I understand in hindsight now that there were multiple teams that wanted multiple draft picks with John Wall. And Tommy Shepard had to say no, and I'm glad he did. See? But I just don't feel that John Wall is worthy of giving up a first round pick mainly because Ernie Grunfeld gave up. What was it like four first round picks in the last 10 years? We didn't have a first round pick for like four years or something like that. Cause he traded them all away. I don't even remember what it was for. Maybe it was to trade up to get John wall. I don't remember, but no, if no we keep, it was after John wall. Those were all after John. Wall. If we keep giving up our first round draft picks, we're not going to be able to establish a good foundational team 
And I think that's what's that's what's missing because my argument was that the trade is like getting it's it's like getting a uh, a green apple for a red delicious apple. Like one looks different than the other, and one is slightly different or slightly better than the other, but they're kind of the same thing. And you're not going to win playoff games with just Russell Westbrook. You got to surround him with players. They need a power forward. They need they need a center, and they haven't had that, especially since Marching Gortat left, thanks to John Wall, and Paul Pierce, who's only here for two years, even as old as he was, he helped us win playoff games. So, you know, my argument is just I just feel like it wasn't really a worthy trade. I love Russell Westbrook. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a much more aggressive uh, player than than John Wall is. I think John Wall kind of likes to scope out the scene a little bit more. And Russell Westbrook, he, he just runs through you like a Mack truck. So I think he's going to establish his leadership here with a, this, re- this really young team. And, um, you know, he wanted to come here. This was his primary uh, choice because he said he wanted to play with Beal. So uh, I'm not mad at him being here. I'm just mad at what we had to give up. Um, as far as the rosters and what they look like, I mean – the Rockets roster looks like they, they can go all the way to the finals, especially with the addition of John Wall and addition of Boogie. If Boogie can stay, stay healthy, then we're probably looking at a slightly less L.A. Lakers team. Um, slightly? Yeah. <laughs> you think yeah. – wait, wait. You think even if Boogie's healthy, you think they can go against – the Lakers. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying that they ooh, ooh, are. Boy, how about that? <laughs> they, there, there isn't any team that can that can match up against the Lakers. I'm just saying that. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> the the caliber of which each player is for the Rockets can be compared to that of the Lakers, as opposed to the caliber of players on the Wizards. Like you can't oh, compl- yeah. you can't compare okay. the roster of the Wizards to the roster of the Rockets. Like they can't, or, or you can't compare those two with uh with LA. So that was my only beef. You know, I I I cried in my pillow, punched the air, but you know, <laughs> I'm over it. I eventually, you know, this is going to be a really really good thing for DC. It's too bad they they're still not allowing uh, fans in the in the in the stands yet because he's going to sell tickets. And he's going to be the reason why people start going to see the Wizards again. So, I'm actually really excited for the, the next few weeks to see uh, what Russ can do. You know, and it's interesting because I, I know you said that the pick was, the, the pick is like to have a sort of like a, a bona fide certified first round pick in 2023 is a big ask, but it's also two years, two, two NBA seasons away. So I feel like the value you'll get from Westbrook will be proven in the two years before that draft pick becomes even like yeah. a thing. You know what I'm saying? So like you'll get you'll get your money's worth out of Westbrook, I think. Um we'll see how they do. They gotta they gotta win fifty games. They gotta win like yeah. 45, 50 games. They gotta at least be playoff contenders for it yeah. for it to be worth the trade. Uh Jay. Um I think it goes back to what we were kind of discussing even before the trigger was pulled. It's a character thing. So, um, as far as my thoughts on the trade, 
I don't think we knew because we're not firsthand people to, to have like firsthand accounts, how tainted Walt's character was. Mm-hmm. Even if you, cause all we're doing is reading stories like everyone else. And like we're doing now, we're just talking about it. So we don't really know the degree to which, yo, this dude is not a good fit for this team. Now, obviously that changes over time and who's in charge. As we see now, Tommy Shepard's in charge. He wants a whole different type of player. So Wall didn't fit that. Like I saw one, I saw one article that had a statement that said, had Wall been playing under like Popovich or something like that, none of this would be allowed. Like half of the stuff he got away with. Of course, we don't know everything he got away with, but we know some stuff. Yeah, I read that too, because they were saying that Brooks is not a very like assertive coach. Right, right. but he's not, but he's not, He's not as lax to where he'll let him get away with everything. But you got to remember, he's also the franchise. They'll get rid of you before they get rid of him. So that's kind of where your hands are tied as a coach. Like, I don't want Wall to be in on this last play. And then you got the people behind you like, why didn't you put him in? We're paying him X, Y, Z. Right. You put him in. Yeah, but he does. All right, you're right. Yes, sir. So you got to pick and choose your battles. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's really sir. what it is. got to pick and choose your battles. So, um, But do you really, if you're the coach? Like if you're yes, the coach you and they let uh, yes, you coach, you yes you do. You're picking you your battles. Mm. Yes you do. Unless you have that. Type unless of you're Popovich, right? Unless you have that type of relationship, um, where you know, look, you know, my intentions are good at the end of all of this. Yes, I pulled him out with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know, I know how this team works better than this one player. We talking about Nobody's sales, right? Team. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about any any NBA team. We're just talking about any NBA team. Okay. So, I mean, I, th- I think that Salas would – West Wall went to Houston. He's going to play if he's able to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm – well, Ain't no taking but, about two I'm minutes. Speaking of, I'm, ta- I'm speaking quarter. of when he was here. Like, had Brooks tried some shit like that, it would have been like, mm-mm, come to my office. You know we don't do that. We paying this boy super max. Like they even said, they had to create another term. We paying this dude super max money. He plays no matter what. I don't care if he's limping. He plays. Yeah, but look where he is now. Well, exactly. He's limping, so. exactly. So, <laughs> um, so I think I, I ultimately, even from the beginning, I thought we got the better part of the deal because, again, there's too many fucking question marks with Wall. There's too many question marks. Is, it's is just two steps lower. His leg is and his two, leg and his leg. Heads? Right, right. <laughs> two questions. His leg and his head. <laughs> well, yeah. So, true. so I mean, I think we know what Westbrook brings. Will he bring it in a team-oriented fashion? That's that 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 we won't know until the ball is is tipped off. We won't know if he has that. All right, Bill. This is your team. I'm just here to kind of make sure you know we 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 run the offense correctly. You know, I don't really know. You know the offense better than me, but, you know, I'm learning it. And this is my man, too, because I know him from way back, which is another plus. Like, this is Brooks. Now, yes, I've matured as a player. Remember, I won MVP and I averaged a triple-double. And so, he won an MVP under Brooks. So, so mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I'm not saying, minute, I'm, not saying I'm here to take over. I'm not here I'm saying I'm not here to say, you know, it's my team. It's definitely your team. I'm just here to, you know, not look bad in my golden years. First off, <laughs> He's running point. It's his team. True, nah, guards. man. True. What do you mean, nah? Point nah, guards run the man. floor. Unless it's a point forward, point guards run the floor. 
Bill is a shooter. Mm-hmm. So Wall, Wall's Wall, job. Wall ran it. As Wall's OKC, Wall facilitated. He got his points because so, he facilitated. So when Ish Smith was in, was it not Bill's team? And when we not comparing Ish to Ish. We're comparing <laughs> point guards. You we're comparing point guards. I'm talking about a specific point guard. Well, it's not Westbrook's team. It's Bill's team. Well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about in terms of I'm talking I'm not talking about in terms of like who the, the game runs through. I'm saying he can he's the floor general. So he he in a sense he's controlling the team because Russ he's is going to run point. that team, man. That's what I'm saying. It it's can Bill's be Bill's team, team. But, but so Bill's going to run it. Bill's going to take the shot. Bill's going to take the out, shot. You're pointing out the major flaw in the Houston dynamic because I'm bringing the ball up, not you, Russ. And I'm going to dribble till we have eight seconds on the clock, and then I might do something with it. Who knows? But that's so not Russ. That's 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 hard. That's hard. That's, yeah. that's why. That's, that's why. That's why, why he Chris wanted Paul, to be out. That's why. That's why Chris work. Paul was was ready to leave too. Exactly. He was ready to go. If you got a shooting guard that has a dribble fifty times before they take a shot, what do you need a point, point guard for? Yeah. What do you need a point guard for? Exactly. But John Wall. But John Wall as an assist leader, that's a great fit for James Harden. Yeah, and because Wall would give injured, up the ball. But yeah, West, before he Westbrook got injured, was, Westbrook was right in front of him. That's the thing too. Westbrook was the same assist leader right in front of him. Yeah, but he was also more yeah. of an aggressor. He was also more yeah. of an aggressor. That's you know, because he, he can draw the defense. Because he's finished. He finishes a lot better than Wall. Period. He finishes yeah. a yeah. lot better than Wall. So if you, everybody collapses on me, I'm gonna kick it out to you. And like they said, he has shooters now in Bertans and Bill. And then, like we also talked about. If Bryant's J is just that much better, then we can. I think the problem all along has been James Harden. I think that's why he left OKC for all that money. I think it's it's always been about James Harden. He, yeah, he wouldn't have got he wouldn't have got this kind of facilitated offense in OKC. Not with right. the team it they had have, initially. It wouldn't have been right. It wouldn't have been NBA Jam ball. It's such a personal thing, and that's that's the only thing. Sorry, Trey, I don't mean to cut in your time, but that's the only thing I'm worried about with Russ is that sometimes. When it when when the game is on the line, it becomes a personal thing with Russ. And when when whenever he faces uh, Damian Lillard, it's a personal thing with him, and that's why he's lost twice against Dame because it's like, nah, it's you and me. It's like, no man, but this is we, a team. This is a team effort. So, it could be yeah, worse. You could go. have Harden, and here we go. it could be like yeah, that but, every but game. Harden doesn't, yeah, but Harden doesn't have a personal <laughs> vendetta against somebody. No, he just that, goes. He has a 15. personal. He just, he, just goes, he just goes 0 for 15. He has a personal vendetta stretches. against his four teammates. Wow. That's <laughs> it. I guess we'll. I guess we'll find and out. Then, and then, and then, like they were saying, John Wall had the ability to ice out teammates at, at some point. Like, yeah, you're not getting the ball from me. But so, do you? Would you? Would Harden you say does that it by accident. But would you say that is a result? <laughs> would you say that's a result of Oops, you know, not much. being yeah. happy with how the team is progressing offensively, and that it's always he and Bill? No, I would. I would say that's a. I mean, somewhat yes, because I would say that's a trust factor in your teammates. But again, right. we go back to. But wait. we go back to. You don't. You're not running the offense because you think you can make it happen, and you're not making it happen. Fair point. But Wall hasn't played with any installment of the last two rosters <laughs> of the Wizards. He's been out. So all we have is footage to go off of in the past. That's and it. Gortat still be That's it. And history has shown. History has shown that players who come back to play after an Achilles injury, their their points per game go way down. It happened to Kobe. It happened to Chauncey Billups. It happened to and, um, and and by the way, John Wall is no Kobe. 
No, I'm not making that comparison. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it happened to Kobe, <laughs> John Wall is not safe. Well, no I mean, Kobe, Kobe was averaging close to like 29 points a game, and then after the Achilles injury, it went down to like 24. I think Chauncey Billis was averaging 19, and he went down to like 12, 12 or 13. So that, there's, Wall, the, there's the Wall is 30 there's comparison. And he has Wall is like, yeah. So. This, Man, this is this is just gonna be a hellified ride for Houston just crossing their fingers. That's it's, the thing that it's makes gonna it so take much one month. We don't have to cross our fingers. We know what we're getting. Right. It could be worse. Idea. We could be Houston. <laughs> Houston, they might still Houston, have a problem. We have a problem. You have a problem. Houston, you have a problem. Houston, you have a problem. I think I think that's the name of this healthy. episode. Yep. I mean, got, Houston, we still have a problem. Houston, we sent work. you a problem. <laughs> we <laughs> sent you a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Damn. Like, I mean, Boogie can't run the fast break, so he's gonna kick no. it out to Russ, who's not gonna make it halfway up the court. He's gonna have to kick it to Harden. Um, Boogie's not going to make it to that. And then, like you said, PJ going to be standing in the corner the whole time. Wait. PJ going to be yeah. in that corner. He don't care yeah. who's there. John Wall, Donald His Trump, he's going to be in that corner. His <laughs> shoes. Watch out. My closet's <laughs> over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, realistically, though, with the rosters, I, I mean, I, I'll read you the projected starters for each team. Wizards, you got Russell, Bill, Bertans, Hachimura, and Bryant. Over Lopez, yeah, that was my understanding. Bryant was over Lopez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Bryant for was Houston. signed to add depth. Yeah, I think that's not Bryant. Change. Lopez was signed to the add depth. The question is Bertans. I, that's really the question. Well, I mean, Bertans, if he if he's that Bertans is legit. I mean, no, if he but can, he's not legit defensively. That's no, 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 no. I'm not talking about defense because Washington has no defense. Period. But that's the thing. Like, that's but he do that with Russ, though. I would say Russ that. was the upgrade. Mm. At least at the on the perimeter, yep. you got some. Yep. Yeah. So they he, need a lot he, more he, than he, that. He processed himself Wall, being didn't like a have none. defender. Listen, if Russ is going to play that hard offensively and defensively, he's not going to last. See, the other thing, that's what he's been doing. Well, that's what he's been doing, right? And Wall took with a team calls. this bad. <laughs> Not with a team this bad. <laughs> he did it OKC. I mean, how was OKC after OKC. KD left? He did OKC. After OKC KD had left, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams is Stephen Adams, man. So Dennis Lopez. But we got okay, Bill. Got? Yeah, but Lopez is coming off the bench though. I don't think so, that's going to be for long. Here's now. the thing. Here's the thing. My boy said too. I agree. I believe. Yeah. I believe Bryant will start, but Lopez will get the ball. Significant the minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, okay. So you, you don't need to. But then I think eventually that's going to lead to exactly. the switch. They're going to switch. So you're yeah. still yeah. trying to develop yeah. Bryant. I mean, I even, you're still trying to play Bryant for like 18 time. minutes, and then you they get the rest of that time out. No, yeah, you they give could, Bryant they like 18. Put, they could put, yeah. Yep. And you give you give Lopez like 30. You see, we also have to see how, which way Rui trends, if he goes up or down. Because he loses. He has got to improve. We never know. I got his jersey. I mean, there's so many questions. If Rui does, I hope he does. What he's supposed to do. Me too. And then he, he I mean, he was it. averaging twelve, like twelve point seven last season. I think they said mm-hmm. something like that. So I mean, and you know what's you know what's real messed up, which nobody even is mentioning Troy Brown Jr. Which I mean, yeah. he ain't Man. great, but eh. you know what the problem <laughs> with Troy Brown Jr. is is the same problem with Russell Westbrook turnovers. Yeah. Turnovers hurt. Russ turns the ball way too much. Yeah, almost as much as Kemba Walker. But John Wall does too. John Wall turns the ball way too much. I mean, turns but anybody who handles the ball that much and is trying yeah. to 
create and that that's going fast. To ball over. Yeah, that's going to ball over. <laughs> true. It's it's what you it's how you recover. See, and and Russ, Russ recovers he's, better he's, than he's way he's way um yeah he has way more like athletic ability than Wall, which is mm. which is crazy to say, but he does like he can do those twists. He definitely does now. Yeah, he does now. Trey with these zingers. Oh, let me read let me read Houston's uh, Ross, and then yeah. I'll throw the question to Trey. Houston is uh, John Wall, James Harden, House Jr., Tucker, and Christian Wood over um, Cousins, which I probably I think that might switch too. Like you, yeah, you got to see it depends what, on Cousins' health. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying you yeah, got to see what Cousins does, and how Cousins looks. Cousins, like Cousins is probably good for 12 minutes, and that's it. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe 18. Golly. Come on, man. I mean, we he haven't really, seen him play either, so like he didn't really because he, he didn't really play in in uh, L.A. He couldn't. Okay, so twelve minutes it is. Um, <laughs> All right. So with that being said, he's what been it, hurt what, a lot. Trey, give me your realistic yeah. outcomes for, from the trade. Like we, we um, they said that Houston has a better shot at getting to the chip with the Wizards. I think it was forty to one, right? All right, well, neither it, one of these fifty to one no. and drop to forty to one. And neither one of these two just have one hundred and fifty to one. So yep. and, no, and there's, no. there's dropped so, one hundred fifty to one. So neither one of these teams are going to a chip. Neither one of them. That's no. realistic. That's just that's not happening. Um, Houston just downgraded their defense in on the perimeter, and that that's talking about a team that has James Harden out there, and um, you know I don't, I'm not going to spend the whole time going in on James Harden, but. Dude, <laughs> yeah, good part of it. I mean, when you have a guy that can that does not contribute to his team unless he has the ball in his hands, that's a problem. I mean, for for winning the championship, and I I personally don't think that James Harden makes any contributions to his team when he does not have the ball in his hands. I mean, Kobe said the same thing. They're like that style of offense is not going to win you championships, and James yeah. Harden agreed. But he's not going to change his, his oh, game up. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just here to get my check. Right, yeah. he, he was the ball. James yeah. Harden was like, James Harden was like, he's probably right. Actually, yeah, he's that's right, a really, makes a really good point. That's a good next point. question. Give me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, look, all he answered the question while dribbling. <laughs> 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 he, he has the ball, James. No, I don't. Give me your ball. All you need to do is rebound my miss. Lord have mercy. Rebound my miss and kick it back to me. We can go back. I'm gonna make it the second time. So, wow. so yeah, that that's a, that is definitely a problem for for any team. Um, so that's why I call Harden overrated, just based off of that. He's can score, he can do all the things people say he can do, but his actual contribution to a, a championship run is going to be limited because he's only effective when he has the ball. Unlike and so, Steph. with that being said, I think the Wizards upgraded. I mean, I even think I know the Wizards upgraded with uh, uh, former MVP over uh, over Wall. Um, mm-hmm. You got Westbrook now. Um, we just need some answers to sort out, and we we're we're sitting here talking about do you know trying to figure out do we actually have the answers already, and just need to finish developing them, or do we need more answers? I know that's a whole conversation in itself, but we got a lot of I'm young talent in the front court. And we, the, it looks like um, Shepard is 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 trying to uh, push that talent to to produce. 
Um, so we'll see. And it's funny that you mentioned that trade because I think the addition of Russell Westbrook is going to inspire other stars to want to come here now. I think Russell being oh, here yeah. oh, yeah. is now going to increase yeah. the market. So you got Bill and Russ rooting for free Giannis agents to come. Oh, for some reason, I'm gonna move on to the next subject because that was just real estate. No, 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 no way. Some stupid reason he doesn't want to do his real estate in Wisconsin. Fucking Wisconsin. Who was who fuck wants to go to Wisconsin? He talked about going to LA. He definitely wants to go to LA. No, he said he would go to LA. He he talked about LeBron coming to Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Wisconsin. No, right. Listen. Anyway, no, we're not doing that. Let's move on. Speaking <laughs> of L.A. Speaking of L.A., uh, two key re-signings. Uh, LeBron signs his extension for two years. Eighty you Magic Johnson? Four million? You Magic Johnson? No. Shut up, man. <laughs> $85 million. Two years, $85 million. And uh, AD signs for five years and $195 million. Um, Trey, who was the bigger re-sign? Uh, I... Th- that's a tough question, no, but I no, I, I would go with a <laughs> I would go with AD over because of long term you know AD in, over the long run. LeBron is shorter run. I mean LeBron's career is 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 he still can ball, but he's, he's on the down he's, he's on the downtrend. Is that what you get ready to say? MVP MVP of the finals last year on the downtrend. I didn't say, say he shit. was on the downtrend. Right. I'm just saying that. 27 I mean, points a game. That doesn't make any downtrend. Sense. Come on. I'm keep, just keep saying going, that, keep that going, AD is younger, and he's a long, yeah. he's a longer term investment than yeah. than LeBron. You know what's going to happen with this this extension, right? LeBron signs a two-year extension, and he has an opt-out at the end of every two years. He's just going to keep re-signing for a year after that. Yeah, yeah. Until his son gets there. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> what it is. Like MJ yeah. did. MJ was signing one exactly. year contracts. He's got a fifth-year uh, AD, got a fifth-year option, too. Yeah, so by the time 2023 rolls around, when this pick for the Wizards makes sense, <laughs> LeBron will have been signed another two-year extension, and his son will be eligible for the draft if they, yeah, they do the one and done. This is quite ridiculous. So, this is ridiculous. I need, and I need whoever is before LA to pick his son. I just need that drama. Just need. Well, yeah, Le- LeBron, I need. His, I need Bronny to go to the Clippers. LeBron, LeBron said a couple years. Ago, yeah, right, right. LeBron said a couple years ago, like it would be cool to play against his son. Yeah, he did say so that. Disrespectful. But who, who was the last? Who was the last father-son duo to play against each other? In I basketball, exactly yeah, in the NBA, ever? I think that I, I think, think that's happened. happened. Oh my god! I, I know what happened in baseball. Happened. Well, they played together, though. the Griffies, right? I mean, uh, yep, yes they did. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, any, they did. Anybody who played against their son in basketball? Uh, Barry. I mean, all the Barry brothers. Hmm. Um, they never played against Rick, so I don't know, man. I mean, I it's weird because a, like we're talking about a time where yeah, man. Up until most think, recently, basketball players didn't play past like 35. Really. This is key. This is the key part. Because of injuries. So, And then you're 18, you're not even thinking, I can go from high school. You still had to do a year of college. So you yeah. still kind of ate up a year of your dad's time that way, too. So I don't <laughs> know. Your dad's man. time. You know? <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming, Pop. I'm coming, Pop. Oh, no, you're boy, you hold me up. No, you're you not. Retire, right? I'm trying to hold this chick for you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to I the Bucks. It, <laughs> I'm going to play with 
be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, anyway, let's. Uh, no, I think you guys are right. I think yeah. I think the the Jameses are going to be the first. Jameses will be the first. If Yo, even if Bronny is up to part of playing the league, like we don't even know if he's going to have to Yo. go. I mean, he's probably going to have to go play again in college, but he's not his dad. Like all the hype around his dad is not the hype that's around Bronny. So we have to see how he develops in the next two. Wait, he in his sophomore year in high school. Like, yeah. come on, chill. He might like, even end up on G League team. Chill out, chill out. That, I mean, that, it's, it's hopeful. maybe he can get on LA's affiliate. That's right. about the closest they can get. Yep, I can. I can see you in passing, son. <laughs> the LA Pickers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to your practices. Yep. Uh, well, he goes. He goes to those anyway. So, um, yeah, you know, I think the I think LeBron is probably the bigger resign because they knew that AD was going to sign. AD was just waiting to see what the roster looked like. And the roster for the Lakers, I felt like they upgraded the roster you know, with the players that they added. They knew. I don't think they but knew. But LeBron ain't leaving neither because he's right. trying to set up his business stuff in L.A. when he yeah. retired. But the business stuff I is already set up. Like, you don't have to be in L.A. to set that up. He has houses there. He can do that in the summertime. And my like, my uh, thing is, if LeBron doesn't resign, are the Lakers going to return to the finals with AD? No. If AD sign, resign, resigns and, and LeBron doesn't? No. Are they Okay, if LeBron signs and AD doesn't? What? Yes. No. Yes. You don't think so? No. I think without no. LeBron facilitating the ball to AD. You don't, you don't think that they're going to pull another superstar to play with AD? If LeBron doesn't resign, well, no, 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 not somebody this, that this could... year, no, this year, no. When not, Giannis not is up next calendar, year, man. yes, because if Giannis is up next Giannis year, Giannis and AD, they'd be standing that's, on top of each other, the wouldn't part, they? That's the same yeah, Giannis part. and AD like, can't play. Who cares? No, they can. They can. AD, AD's a way better jump shooter than him. So you, do you got one you slasher. Do. You do whatever you, you do. Got got I'm a, I'm a handle. That's gonna be too many elephants in the room, man. Uh-huh. People like trunks, nigga. But the thing is, <laughs> yeah. What? Pause. I don't know what that Pause. means. Okay. There's the title. Go People check like your point. No, 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 no. People like trunks. That's a whole different podcast, bro. I don't, yeah. I don't subscribe to that. But, but the thing is, hold on. They, the can, they is, can coexist legit. Yeah, they can definitely coexist. But the thing is, Giannis is really turning out to be a number two, not a yeah. number one. Yeah. Which is why he can go anywhere, and and basically get, get his and, numbers. Yeah, get his do, chip, get do his damage. whatever. Like and you put, a, but the, I think the deciding factor in any conversation about LeBron would be LeBron. Like LeBron has historically made teams better. Like oh, yeah. they build around saying. LeBron, they Here build we go teams. With this shit again. It's the truth. Like you can hate it all you want to. It's the truth. He has as a GM. He has as a GM. As a GM. But like he recruited talent. <laughs> Listen, when you have that much, when you have that much control over what your destiny of your team, you've earned that control. He fires coaches. He, he like, got he got he got rid of uh, Melo. Yeah, he had, <laughs> you know, you guys play 2K when they give you the option to like suggest players that you want to have on your team, and then you look at it two weeks later, and everybody installed that feature. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? When you look at on, you look at the roster two weeks later, and everybody else you had is gone, but the player you wanted is there. That's right. LeBron. So <laughs> you can't be mad at him for having. But that I type can't of see him power. winning. But I can't see unless him you're unless you're one of those players. He's like winning. Isaiah Thomas. See, but I can't see him winning over AD. Like AD, he, I feel like AD is the. This is 
blasphemous in itself, but is the poor man's Kevin Durant. Very poor. And right. he did it <laughs> Extremely in New poor. Orleans. Like when, 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 KD, right. um, when, he, when AD was in New Orleans, he didn't win. Right. LeBron was right. winning. LeBron went to the championship. He went to the playoffs and the finals nine times in a row without like you can't put you can't replace like i mean who are you going to replace what superstar is going to go to la and and help lead ad to the finals Kawhi. what (laughs) Uh, this is done done. (laughs) we'll take a break (laughs) tell him that it's human (laughs) what (laughs) why do you do it that way why do you do it that way uh-huh. It's like love it this way. I like when Trey sings my song. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're gonna take a break. Uh we'll be back in a short break. Uh we'll be back. Hey family, I wanna let y'all know how to find us online and get the latest updates. Here's the rundown. On both Instagram and Facebook, it's sports and things. That's spelled S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. Sports and things. On Twitter, it's at is sports. That's spelled I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Be sure to click the like button and follow button too. And now back to today's episode. Welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into the NFL portion of this show, and we're going to start off with the 11-0 Steelers um, and their remaining schedule. Is there a team left in their schedule? And I'll give you the teams. Uh, you have the Wift, as Trey loves to call them, <laughs> Washington the football Wift. team, the Wolf. Bengals, Browns, Bills, Wolf. and the Colts. <laughs> it's not like a reverse <laughs> record. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there a team left on their schedule that poses a threat to their run? Well, is there a team that's not COVID that poses a threat to their 16 and 0 run? And Jay Hill, I'll give you that first. Um, I think if we get to the very last game against the Browns, um, only because um, if they are somewhat or if they are undefeated then it's going to be are they playing to try just to get this record or are they you know really trying to keep momentum going so i think that'll be the the letdown game Mm. but if you're playing for legacy at that point right like realistically if they play the first half and they're winning you play been to the third quarter, maybe, and then you just kind of rest them. If you want to get to 16 and up, right? Like, you don't have to play them the whole game. You just play them to the point where you know you win. What if it's game. a close game? Against the Browns? Yeah. What if it's a close game? <clears throat> well, maybe. And then you play them the whole game. If you want to win 16 and up. Now, so the Patriots the pushed for 16 and 0, and some argue that might have cost them that Super Bowl that year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the record, I mean, history shows like a lot of people when you go the distance and you play all the games and you don't rest your players, you don't have You're a really good push in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. yeah. But does that record really matter at at the end of the day? That's I would the say no. 
Um, I would say no, but I mean, of course, Dolphins fans are definitely going to say, "Hell no, it doesn't matter. Don't try it." But they just want you to try. I feel it. like I feel like also, even with the even with um, LeBron's trophy, it's still going to be an asterisk to me, man. Like it's it's just it is what it is. Like too many players out. Yeah, I mean, this COVID shit just fucked both sports up majorly. But man. COVID yeah. actually hurt the Steelers though, because they had to play on different days. They played Wednesday. Um, they they having to re, like move their schedule around to accommodate. Irrelevant how it affected them, it affected the season and the schedule of everything. It it affected that yeah. the dynamic, the the preparedness. Everything changed because of this shit. So it's like you gonna have everybody arguing each way, like you said. Like, well, y'all actually lost time, so y'all should actually be more inclined to to accept that they they earned it. Like, no, it's still weird. Like, you didn't do it traditionally. That's the problem. It's the traditional mentality that people are not going to be able to get rid of. But here's a follow-up question to that, because now we're going into a second COVID season of the NBA, right? So we don't... But they already said 19% of the league has COVID tested positive. Right. Jeez. With that being said, we oh, don't know... Oh. But they're coming from home now. That's the difference. Yeah, not fair. All is fair. Yep. We don't know. That's the difference. They're coming with the tunnel ends on this. Like they're they're coming. Whoa! As I was saying, we're on a second (laughs) season of COVID basketball, Mm -hmm. so we don't know where the end of the tunnel is with COVID. Even though they're starting to do testing and all that stuff of vaccines and all that stuff, so we might come into another season of the NFL. So why does the asterisk have to go on this season when we might be going into another season of the NFL being an asterisk or being on the COVID? You mean the NBA? No, no, NFL. We're still talking NFL. So I'm talking about, I'm saying since the NF- NBA is going to a second season and we're coming out of the NFL's first season, we don't know when the COVID is going to end by the time they start the second season of the mm-hmm. NFL in COVID. Mm-hmm. So well, does that season also get an asterisk because we're in hell COVID? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If it affects your scheduling, yes to me. If it affects your scheduling, then there's no then there's no question. Like either you got too much rest, either people lost their rhythm because they got too much rest. There's always gonna be some sort of like, man, this shit is not normal. This shit is not normal. No, no way around it. Like, yeah, we cramming 72 games, no all-star break. This season is gonna be weird. Like this this NBA season is gonna be weird. So yeah, they they all get asterisks. Hockey is talking about playing outside. Yeah. To avoid COVID. I mean, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it either, but think about it. Like, that's just weird because how are you going to get all outside venues? Washington ain't really got a one that's going to stay frozen. I mean, they they do it for like the classic, but they do it in baseball stadiums. Yeah, but I mean, that's what what I'm saying. Like, they have it for that one like special game. Right. But that's tough, man. Yeah, they can make it it's happen. Tough. They can. They yeah. can. But Kobe, I mean, I understand. We're talking about multi-billion dollar companies. They can make we franchises are. and organizations. They we can are. make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, they, if they want the numbers. Um, yeah. Trey, your thoughts on the Steelers being able to <sighs> remain. You guys know I'm a homer. Woofed. Woofed is going to do it. Wow. What? We, look, listen, we have not won – any, you know, every sorry team wins at least that one game they're not supposed to. That upset, we haven't had ours yet. Not what it's yeah, we did time. against Dallas. 
<laughs> no, twice. Dallas is trash. We, we beat them Dallas. twice. Yeah, but they trash. We beat them twice. This is it. This is our upset. Next week. Or this weekend. On the road. Yeah. On Monday. They've Monday, had the, Monday, they're Monday having the, the shortest week in like NFL history, bro. Yeah, that's stop, it's time. That's not, that's not Do you know they had a, the Washington they had a football team's week. record is on Monday night? Right. <laughs> Fucking dismal. Yeah. Yeah. It's we bad. don't have Kirk Cousins anymore though, so that helps. Well, that's true. But does it? But does it? That's true though. Alex. That's true though. He does have a point. Answer this then, Trey. How do they beat the Steelers? <laughs> he froze, but he didn't freeze. <laughs> yeah, he's not dark dark. He, he's you just, you just got to have faith, bro. You just got to have faith. Um, In the Gatorade yeah. staff. <laughs> Poison in the water? <laughs> he drink this, out, them, them timeouts when they run out on the field to give the players Gatorade. Our players got <laughs> refreshed faster. <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say about the Steelers. Their defense is not that good. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, John. Hold up. Trey really don't have an answer. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm speaking for him. No, dude. I'm I think this is going to be one of them them ahead, games John. where they overplay themselves, man. Wow. Go ahead, John. I, I will say that the Steelers' defense is okay. Um, they did hold their own against ba- uh, Baltimore. Barely. Uh, barely. But they only gave up 14 points. Um uh, Pittsburgh has a tendency to fall behind in the first half and then catch up in the second half. Washington, if they can get a lead, they're quickly learning that if they can lead in the first half, they do a good job at holding the lead. They cannot come from behind. They, the Giants did it to them twice um, and all the other teams that they've lost to. They, they, they've always been behind. But against the four teams that we've beaten, or the three teams that we've beaten, the four wins have all come from, I'm sorry, the exception of one. No, the Eagles. The Eagles right, when the we, Eagles. we came back. But that's a, that's a mulligan. That wasn't supposed to happen. However. Oh, um, but it happened. The other two teams that we beat were because we had the leads going into the first half. So I feel like there is a very slight chance that Washington could scare the Steelers even on the road. We got Russell Westbrook now. That's how we're going to do it. He's playing tight end. Logan yep. Tom's playing quarterback. What did you mean, Michael Westbrook? Oh God, Michael Westbrook. Oh. Michael Westbrook. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Him and Stephen Davis gonna oh. get in a fight in practice. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I know Jeez. Jay picked the Browns. I I think the Bills run a run a good chance of like disrupting that sixteen and zero. Also the Colts. What? I thought he was about to say run a train on. The Bills gonna run the train. I didn't that. say that. <laughs> Your mind is filthy. Which podcast is this? <laughs> right. This is the Clubhouse podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean Philip Rivers is looking good. The Bills look decent. Like I think those two teams also stand a stand a chance to um, run them off the tracks. I won't say train, but run them right. off the tracks. Let's just not make any train you know, references. Okay, yeah. fair, fair enough point. No. Uh, all right, so 
But okay, let's just take a poll. I don't even want to say poll. Gross. All right. Anyway. Ah. <laughs> you can take a poll. I'm not taking a poll. What is happening? What is happening? I don't know what just happened. It just got X-rated immediately. <laughs> it sure did. Let's bring it back to where the kids can listen again, please. Niggas. <laughs> Let's take a poll. What, really? <laughs> My kids are not listening to this. <laughs> My kid listens to me edit it sometimes. <laughs> uh, out of out of the four of us, let's just see who, who thinks that they can actually go sixteen and zero. John, I do. I no. think the the Bills are going to give them a run. Trey, negative. They've been flirting with losing every week. Okay. It's going to happen soon enough. Monday. Jay Jay thinks they can go. I'm going to say... Jay says no because it's not going to go 16 games this season. Yeah, this is the last week. (laughs) Technically, going to be 13-0. Prediction, this is the last week. Uh, (laughs) I said they got a shot, but they got three teams that they're going to have the chat. Well, four, really. Uh, I I would say that Washington could give them a go. Bengals, no. Um, sorry, Jay. Um, in the last three, <laughs> no, you know, they they stand a shot at like knocking them off their sixteen and a horse. Yeah, we cannot sleep on the Colts right now. Nah, Philip Rivers really look good, him. man. He looks good. Yeah. Um, and let's come back. Let's go back to the NFC East or the NFC least. And yeah, with Jones out, with Daniel Jones being out, you do the Giants stand a chance of staying on top of the NFC East? John. Uh, I think they don't now. I was I was gung ho on the Giants winning the division simply because of Daniel Jones and their defense. But the fact that they've lost Daniel Jones at least this week, I don't know how long he's going to be out. But you got Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy going against Seattle. And <laughs> I mean, you said Seattle, and then you got, yeah, oh. Colt, McCoy, Colt McCoy against Seattle, and then when if Daniel Jones comes back, he's home against Arizona, Mm-mm. and then Cleveland, Mm-mm. then Baltimore, and then Dallas. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like an injured Daniel Jones with that hamstring is going to handicap them now. If Daniel Jones didn't get injured. I still think that they would have been able to, to run the table. But now um, it's looking more and more like Washington could possibly win the division. I mean, Dallas. Our what? schedule is too hard. Our schedule. The Eagles schedule is, ter- is really hard. Ours is ju- almost just as bad. Carson Wentz is trash. We have the Regardless second easiest schedule. schedule. Trash. <laughs> we have we have the third hardest schedule in the division. The Cowboys have the have the have the least hardest. The Cowboys could walk into it even being sorry, but just because not of the with schedule. Andy Dalton. Not Bro, not with Andy Dalton in that those defense. Those schedules. The Eagles aren't Andy going to be able to do it. Defense. The Eagles are not going to be able to do it. Who they play? I be- I agree. We still have. Pittsburgh, who we're going to beat, um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Seattle it. still on the schedule. Um, yeah. uh, who Seattle. else is on? 
We got some other people on there that's a problem. We got here. I'll well, technically, you by your theory, Trey, we could we could back into a bunch of games here if you if you waste if you building off the, the fact that they could beat the Steelers. Oh no no no! You only get one of those. I'm saying it's like it's, if they don't yeah, beat the Steelers, they can beat the Seahawks. Mm. <laughs> and that's on the road. Silent one. They, they only get one. They only get listen, one. We have to pick one. They only get one. Listen, this yeah, well, is the, this is this is why football none. teams about schedule. They play Pittsburgh on Sunday. Then they play San Francisco. Oh, that awesome. game is 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 a home game for San Francisco, but that's going to be played in Arizona because they have oh because they got kicked out of Santa Clara. They got kicked out of Santa Clara. Then they're at home against Seattle. Lost. Seattle. Seattle does not play particularly well on the East Coast. They got crushed. Neither does Buffalo. Washington. And I'm not. I'm not comparing <laughs> Buffalo. Neither <to laughs> Washington's played well on the East Coast. But Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson does not always play well on the East Coast. I mean, then they yeah, play. But... Then they play Carolina. Carolina doesn't have Teddy Bridgewater. And what's his name? The running back Christian McCaffrey is injured again. Then the last Bridgewater? game, Teddy Bridgewater's injured. Then the last game is divisional, for, right? For Arizona? Carolina. Oh, the, the last game is the Eagles. Is the last and, game the Eagles? And then the, and then the last game is the Eagles. That's a win. Look, they are not going to win on Sunday. I think it'll be close. I think they can beat San Francisco. They're, they're not, not going to win on Sunday because they don't play Sunday. Look, they're going to go three and two. <laughs> That's just semantics, man. What the fuck? They're going to go. They're gonna, <laughs> look, the watch football team is going to go three and two in the in the next five games. I don't. Three and two see, makes them seven and uh, six and no, that makes them seven six, and six, seven no, and no. nine. Yeah, seven and nine. Really? Which is about Which average is, for NFC team. <laughs> exactly. That's a that's, wild card that's, team. That's, that's a wild card team. And well, okay. That's let's a division talk. leader in the NFC East. <laughs> let's talk about uh, Dallas. Let's talk about Dallas. Dallas has uh where is it? They have Baltimore on Tuesday. Loss. With RG three, right? I don't oh, know. They that, got RG three though. Well they say they that, that Lamar might come back. He's hurt. Oh. Too. Yeah, Lamar might be back. He might be back. Then Lamar's they got the so RG four will be back. Right. Then they got Cincinnati. Win. No. You think loss. they can be Cincinnati in Cincinnati? Burrow's dead. You think they can beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati? Yeah. I they ain't got so. Burrow. Yeah. I think they still lose that game. Yeah, I do. I think they lose that game too. Then they, uh, they're at home against San Francisco. Lost. That's a Sunday night game. Then they got Philly and then New York. They're going to flex off Philly. of that. That's not going to be the Sunday night game. Who was the last game? Giants. They're not beating the Eagles and the Giants. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Really? The, the Cowboys are not beating the Eagles. Wow. And they're not beating the Giants. Daniel Jones will be back. I give you that. Car- Carson Wentz is gonna go ham on the on the Cowboys. That defense, the Eagles defense is going to they're they're gonna be stout against against that, Andy Dalton. That Cowboys Giants game, week seventeen, is going to be for the division. They're gonna lose that game. New York That's is gonna, gonna be go for gung-ho. the division. Listen, New York <laughs> is New York is trying to stay on top. New York is trying to stay on top, so they're gonna do whatever they can to try to win the division. Dallas has no chance. They're gonna go at least two and three. They're I gonna end up five and four. eleven. <laughs> I say one and four. Man, this is gonna this is gonna be a hard division to lose. 
for everybody. Sheesh. I, I think hey, you're going to have to really work hard to lose this one. <laughs> or just, just yeah. not play somebody. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say yeah. I think they're going to win it as much as I'd say Dallas is not going to win. I don't see Dallas winning this division. Their right. defense is mm. jacked up. Everybody's injured. Their coach sucks. Well, we'll see what the Giants do. Um, I, you know, I, I, I have my hopes that the Washington comes out on top of this with the seven yeah. nine schedule with seven and nine uh, prediction. Remaining prediction. <laughs> so, and that's a home playoff game. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. winning the division and staying home your first week. Uh, let's move on to boxing. Um, biggest takeaways from the Tyson Jones fight. Uh, the biggest everybody... takeaway, Nate Jones' dignity. I mean, not Nate, Nate Robinson's dignity. I said Nate Jones. <laughs> that... Shout out to my man, Nate Jones. Well, let's, let's... <laughs> Nate Jones. Uh, <laughs> let's get I met Nate Robinson. Every, everybody saw the fight. Everybody saw the fight. So if you saw the whole thing, I mean, Let's let's leave Nate out of it. Like Nate, just just talk Tyson. He's yeah. out of it. He's definitely out of it. <laughs> How out. can you leave him out of it? He's, you remember that he's like, yo, leave my mother out of it. He's like, she's out. She's out. <laughs> what time you want me to bring the bitch back? White <laughs> 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 oh. man can't jump. Nineteen ninety two. There you go. Uh, Trey, you said the biggest takeaway was Nate Robinson, but give me the biggest takeaway from the Tyson Jones actual fight. For you. That Roy Jones was completely out of shape. Like, he was just regular dude from sitting on the couch shape. Okay. Um, Jay Hill. Um, it needs to be a shorter setup with um, scoring. And they would have, I think if there was scoring involved, they would have, or legit scoring, I should say, they right. would have more... They would have more been um, active. Tyson was active, but would he have been more active? You know, because he said, yeah, he hit me, but, you know, I, I hit him with some stuff too and he took it. So, you know, what could I do? You probably would have, you probably would have gambled more or you probably would have just pushed it a little harder if you knew it's for this or it wins that. But overall, it's cool. See, here's my thing about that. First off, they only fought two minute rounds if you how i watched the fight you could see tyson start to figure stuff out like a minute 30 into the two minutes each round not enough time mm -hmm. yeah to mm -hmm. to really get your stuff off secondly they use former wbc fighters title holders to unofficially judge the fight that's to score the fight mm -hmm. so fighters typically have a different way that they look at fights than judges like, yes most Mike definitely. Tyson won that fight. The technicality. Anybody right. looking at that fight could tell right. Mike Tyson. He threw more punches. He threw more draw. punches that meant stuff. Right. He won the fight. And the fact that it wasn't it wasn't scored, officially scored, kind of made it so like, it's almost like giving everybody a trophy. It's a participation like trophy. Yeah, like, these are competitors. Like, I, my takeaway would have been to have them wear headgear and let them go at it. Like, seriously, yeah. go at it. We can for do this six Olympics rounds, three minutes, six minutes, three minutes, six, uh, six, uh, three minutes, six rounds. Let mm. them go, and then see what happens. Because at that time, you're not really worried about people seriously getting injured, you know, because they went headgear, and you can really see how they how they develop their 
strategies in the ring with the full three minutes. Yeah. Um, John. My takeaway from it is that I think Mike can go a full 12 with some other uh, heavyweights. Right. I think you put him in the ring with some heavyweights, he will go a full 12, three minutes, full 12. Did you I guys, would love did, to see that. Did you guys see what he said in his post interview? Yeah. When he said uh, they asked him about the, the the current fighters saying that, you know, this exhibition was cool, but he can't stand up against, like, pro fighters right now. And then Mike responded, I can't right now, but give right me now. 10 fights. Right, <laughs> right. Like, and then George Foreman said that he would, he, back would him pick, up. he would pick Mike to win against mm-hmm. all the heavyweight champs right now. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy who was – who who came out of retirement at forty seven? Oh, he might be right, man. And one heavyweight champion, and he fought like three years after he came out of retirement. Shit, I wouldn't even. Yeah, even George Foreman was old when he did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he beat Mike Moore to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> he washed clothes with that man. So, uh, <clears throat> the other takeaway that I uh, I took away from that fight was Snoop. Somebody yeah. needs to hire Snoop. I mean, Snoop has his no, he own. Did. I mean, he got his own thing going on. About that. Like Triller, they're doing that now. Yeah, they got they yeah. got him doing something. But I would like. I mean, I seen Snoop uh, do commentating on like one of the Lakers games. Yeah, he needs to, he, like they need to hire him like legit. Even you know what they need to Lakers? do? They need him to be. They need to hire him on like uh, the the NBA on TNT with right. uh, Shaq and Chuck. And I would love to see that. Cause he just I mean, oh, it, have all five of them on there. Kenny the Jetsman, oh, man, boy. that shit would be hilarious. I, I, you know what? I think crawl before you walk, though. Like, let him commentate on the Lakers games, I, cause I'm like, he's a little too biased. Like, he doesn't have an unbiased opinion about a lot of stuff. So, like, you have to kind of give him, show him where he like where he would suit the best. And then when he starts to develop an unbiased posture, then you could put him on NBA on TNT. True. But like right now, let the dude commentate on Lakers games, <laughs> and like. Boxing for sure. I mean, because even what he wanted, you could tell if you listen to it, he wanted Roy to kind of get out on Mike. He kept every time Roy threw something, he's like, "Ooh, ooh, Roy hit him." Yeah. Like, it's you can't be biased when you're commentating. Like, you kind of you kind of have to like subliminally be biased in you who you think could win, but you can't be like as. Uh, Plus, he forward. was the performer. He was the performer of the night. Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. is Trey asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I see his leg go up. Dressed up when his leg goes up like Lionel Richie's. <laughs> oh, wow. Light skin jokes. <laughs> Terrible. Um, the other takeaway was that I agree with John. I think Mike, Mike looked good. Like, Mike looked good throughout the entire fight. Like, he didn't look gassed at all. He looked like he's ready to. He actually looked kind of mad when the when the rounds were ended. Like he still had more to to say with his hands, you know. And Roy was looking like he was just happy to get out the rounds. Um, and I think if Mike trains, I th- I'm pretty sure he's going to fight again. The question is, I don't know if I would pay for it to see it again though. Like I know it's really? a charity. I don't think so. Like I, I said, I was going to pay for this fight, I, and I want to pay for it. <laughs> I said I was yeah. it and I did it. But I wasn't mad that I did it. Like I wasn't That's mad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't first of all, it wasn't that expensive. And number two, it wasn't a letdown. Because you got 
you got everything out of that entire night. The yeah. first undercard I thought was very, very well fought. I wanted the Silver Spring guy to win, but oh, no. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, he, he took one. He took he one took to one. the chin. He took. And one. then um, the second fight was dope. Uh, those, those, uh, uh, what's the big dude's name? Um, shoot, I can't even think of their names right now. Uh, he he led the entire fight. He yeah. never lost against the army the entire guy. Fight against mm-hmm. the guy, the military dude. Yeah. Um, and then you had your your Benny Hill moment. Yeah, between Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. Let me say this about that too. I commend Nate for getting in there to train to fight. Did he like, train though? He, he I don't trained. Think he trained. He man. trained. Man, he trained. Shannon Sharp <laughs> tore him Shannon up. Sharp yeah. went, Shannon Sharp went. Shannon Sharp went in on. <laughs> he did train for that fight. Now his strategy like to fight that fight might have been in question because he kept rushing Paul, and you don't rush a puncher. Period. He rushed him yeah. with his guard down. Never don't rush a puncher, down. ever. Like you strategically picked him off with the jab. He never yeah. established his jab. He just kind of went in like he just went flailing. in, and yeah. at that point, a puncher yeah, no just going to pick his shots. That was yeah, a no that was a that was a playground fight, man. They yeah, were playing on that. You know, and I, I hope that it doesn't um, deter him from like trying again if he wants to do that as a profession. Now he is on the other side of thirty, so that might not be the smartest move for him to do to try to go into pro boxing. But I mean, he could he could still fight, and you know, on uh, in the amateurs or he doesn't have enough fights under him for that fight to have been the the they split the bill on that. That was like the the second half of the of the the bill for that fight. So like his fight was like bill. Didn't they like make the, the cold? Did, what? Didn't they each make like six hundred dollars? I don't so, know. How much did I read made. that right? I read that they, they each made six hundred, and then uh, Tyson made a million. Jones made Tyson like made ten. Eight fi- was it ten? Okay, so then they made. Sorry, they made six hundred thousand. Then that sounds more realistic. Okay, for That's what it was. for a prize fight on pay per view. Yeah. All right. I mean, even though it was for charity, I don't. I can't see them fighting for six hundred dollars. Right. Um, okay, makes sense. But at the same time, it's like you 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 hate to see somebody get beat up like that. But then you kind of don't because you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it makes why? it's entertainment. Yeah. But, you know, I, I say kudos for him for even trying to get into the ring to fight a fighter. He just needs to work out his, you know, what he's going to do next. Um, with that said, the fight that's coming up this weekend, I'll just mention it and we can take a break. Uh, Errol Spence defends his title against Danny Garcia Saturday night. It's a pay-per-view fight. I think it costs about 80 bucks. I will be watching that fight because that is for a belt and whoever wins that fight in uh, odds are in terms of on uh, favor of Errol Spence gets a gets the next shot at Terrence Crawford who is the pound for pound best fighter of that division uh, in that weight class. So check out that fight. And we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll have more sports and things. Hold up. Before we go on, do you have a hot take for the sports and things crew? Send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll debate something that you want to talk about. Either way, hit us up. Now back to the episode. 
and welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into the end things portion of this show, and the Grammys are coming up, uh, and we all, uh, Trey's a member of the uh, the Grammy voting uh, chapter, correct? Yeah, DC chapter of DC the chapter. Recording Academy. Yep. So, with that, we want to talk about, do the Grammy nominations still mean anything to artists these days? And I guess I'll start with Trey, since you're on the actual voting committee. Like, what do you think? All right. So I think they do. Um, I think a couple things. One is that since a Grammy is a peer award, it's a bit different. It's not a people's choice award. It's not a fans award. You're actually voted by other music creators and professionals, um, creative professionals, not um, not supposed to be, in, you know, like um, executive folks. Um, but um, also, um, if you... You know, you guys work with artists. You, we all play and stuff. If somebody's nominated, that's the first thing on their resume. That's the first thing that they read off, you know, Grammy nominations and all that type of stuff, or Grammy win- winning. Uh, that is how they are introduced from that point forward. It is something that has always meant a lot. Um, and uh, even the average person... Uh, when they hear somebody's Grammy nominated or or has won a Grammy, they want to at least you know hear this person. So I think it matters a lot. I think it's great for your career to, when you, you know for someone who gets their first one, um, you know, to to be able to put that on their resume and on their title. Follow up question for Trey, and then we can move on to everybody else. I guess the question, I think they are important. But do you think that over the years it has um, kind of weathered like the importance of a Grammy nomination yeah. or the Grammy itself has it weathered? And I, I think it has just based on the changing of the categories that they used to have. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's not – I guess it, it's probably not like it used to be, but music has changed so much with the formats changing and, you know, all of the the ways music is sold and transmitted and all the things that they're trying to capture. And the Grammys are trying to stay relevant. They were, you know, used to people actually making records, you know, and, and putting them out the way that traditionally. And now things are coming out so many different types of ways, different types of media. Um, they're trying to realign things to stay relevant and, you know, an older or an organization has been around for a while like them. They have to figure out how to, how to change with this. We're, we're going through or, you know, have gone through a, a kind of like a technological revolution in the music industry. So um, they're trying to, to adapt and, and survive that. And those changes, I think it's still yet to be determined how that, um, how well, they're able to adapt and stay relevant in that, in all of this stuff. Okay. Um, Jay Hill. Um, I think the only real relevancy continuing off of what Trey said is it uh, allows you to command more money. It allows you to command a higher billing. So yeah. that's really the only legitimacy of it, which is why there's so many to me at least, why, like, the article I read about the weekend's snub is it's the billing part that we don't get to take part in because I can't go to my next 
tour and be like, I'm Grammy nominated. I deserve this. You were just, you know, I mean, you, you didn't get anything. Sorry. You're just another artist. So but does that, that impact that, somebody like The Weeknd? And, and he, since he's like already can, a pop yes. star. It definitely can. I mean, it, he, yeah, we, we look at him in this media eye as already being on top, but there's another stratosphere that he could go if, if he had this nomination or even this win. He still would be, as, as much as we feel like he's at the top level, a higher level. Like, period. Like, there's no other way around it. Like you said, it's like I went to medical school. Don't call me Mr. Call me Dr. That's <laughs> my name from now on. So, I mean, I'm Grammy-nominated. I'm Grammy-winning artist. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it puts you in a different, like, category. But see, here's the thing about that, too. Once you're Grammy-nominated, you're always Grammy-nominated. Once you win a Grammy, you've always won a Grammy. So you can always yep. put that on it, right? Yeah. So yep. does it really affect... Yep. He's, been, he's been nominated for a Grammy before. I think his biggest issue is that he got one of the biggest records that came out this year, and he got snubbed. He felt like he got snubbed for the record that yeah. he I mean, it was... Well, see, that's enough. But again, even with what you're saying, Dennis, that lessens it from two-time Grammy nominated to six-time Grammy. I should have had. Oh yeah, fair, 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 fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah, I, I know yeah. you're not saying that. Seven-time Grammy Award winner like, or whatever. Yeah. Right. You can't one-time Grammy Award winner is good, but seven, that's a lot greater. So fair. I yeah, mean, but I know. Um, I know a few artists who have been nominated five, six, seven times in their careers gone nowhere their career is still <laughs> stale man i'm dead serious like that nothing has come from as long as we don't start dropping names nominations here. no i'm not gonna do that but Please there's do. one artist no. in particular <laughs> there's one artist in particular who uh just cannot seem to get out of this bubble after i think four or five nominations maybe more and the other thing is i know quite a few artists who say they're nominated and they're not? They are not. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ski, you mean like Ski Johnson? Hey, 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 name dropping. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> we just said that. Oh, like, that's not. Well, he's name. not an artist. So that's not I'm a sorry. real name. Oh, he said that's not a real person. Well, damn. Yeah, I mean, he's I, not. I also, I also look at the situation as um, you got a TV show. The record industry is is so broken and almost dead now that it has paved the way for young artists and young musicians who think and probably know that they're better than a lot of these signed musicians, mm -hmm. that they now get to be heard and they now get to be nominated. You know, for example, Robert Glasper. Robert Glasper wasn't necessarily on a record label, um, or he wasn't on a big name record label. Uh, he's been like on Black. Blue Note. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on Blue Note, but as a jazz artist. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he wasn't on Black Radio. Black yeah, radio. Blue, Blue Note is not a big name as far as right. money type of place. Right. I mean, so, to us jazz musicians, yeah. It's prestigious, though, right? Like, it's right. his history yeah. and all that stuff. For us. But it, it, it's <laughs> funny because the old, the old person in me looks at the situation that happened to Eminem back in like 2001 when he was up for Album of the Year. And he got beat by Steely Dan, whose album was fantastic. Two Against Nature was a great album. Eminem's album was good, too. But then I heard that the powers that be in the Grammy committee were all retiring and they were all leaving. And all of the young kids who were coming and taking over, they were like, we don't want you to nominate these old fogies 
and all of these big names anymore. We want you to to start giving more respect to Justin Bieber and the Backstreet Boys and Eminem and uh, all of these other artists. Hip hop is now becoming a big thing. We think Jay-Z needs an album of the year. And the old fogies weren't trying to hear it. So as a big F you, they, before they signed off, it's like what Disney does when someone gets fired from Disney, they put a, some sort of a phallic symbol in there <laughs> on the cover of their, uh, yeah. So as a big F you. what? <laughs> Yeah, that? I don't know what yeah. that's about. Cloud penis. They make it, what? They you don't know about that? Penis. No. Yeah. Okay. They do what? Well, You're gonna have so to we'll, Google. We'll, we'll put that. Yeah. It, it started. It started. It started when um, a longtime animator for Disney got fired, and he was so upset, they fired him while he was finishing. I think it was The Little Mermaid. They fired him while he was finishing the animation for it, and as an fu to them. He drew in the castle on the actual, like the cover of the VHS tape, the big poster and the flyer that they put mm-hmm. in the movie theaters. And in the castle, one of the towers is the shape of a penis. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I feel like the Grammy committee sort of did that. And as a Google big search to everybody, cover. <laughs> they, they decided oh, to boy. give the album of the year to, uh, to, to Steely Dan instead of Eminem, and Eminem was pissed. So all that to say, I feel like the nominations have made, um, they've paved the way for almost anyone to have the chance to live the dream. I mean, it happened to our friend Wayna about 10, what was that, 10 years ago? 11 yeah. years ago when we were out in LA? Yeah. Um, you know, she's been nominated. Kokai's a nominated uh, music producer. Carolyn a lot of our... Got nominated. Carolyn Malachi... Um, a lot of our friends are Grammy nominated. Our boy, who's the bass player, Ben uh, Ben, uh, ben, ben Williams, mm-hmm. he's won a Grammy. He's his album's been nominated for a Grammy. So um, under uh, Pat Metheny, Pat he Metheny. won with Pat Metheny and Chris Potter. And yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So uh, all that to say, I think the nominate people think that the nominations are weathered because it has broadened the amount of people that can now be nominated. It makes it that much tougher to get nominated as opposed to 30, 40 years ago where it was still tough, but if you were signed to a label, it was a lot easier. But now it's just everybody's in it. It's like standing in line for the new iPhone. So that's my take on it. Just got to wait. <laughs> got to wait. And you get a Grammy. And you get a Grammy nod. Yeah. <laughs> you get a Grammy nod. It's a tax write-off for me. Um. Okay. Uh, I I think I I agree with all the points. It's I I don't take anything away from the people who got nominated because I think that's that's just not fair to the people who put their time and effort into making these records and to putting out crafts of work. Um, I think the Grammys they they have to change. They have to shift with the change because of the outlets, as Trey said. There's so many outlets for music at these at this point, and you know we work. Me and John work with artists who's never been nominated. Dude got like 30 records out. He's never been nominated for record. But a lot of that's just because he didn't submit his records to be um, considered. Right. You know, yeah, for like. For I never let out. a statue tell me how nice I am. Yeah. So. Um, it's just you know, I I hope that it 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 becomes. 
I don't want to see something like the Grammys become irrelevant because as Trace yeah. as, as, as Trace said as well, it's it's peers choosing peers, not you know the yeah. system choosing who they think should win. You know, and I mean we all know we all have friends that are um, nominated and won Grammys. I, like one of my one of my best friends, his wife won three Grammys, and he's always like mad about that because you go into the house and three Grammys are on the mantle for stuff that she produced, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm the musician," and she got the Grammys. I'm like, well, what she works with, who she works with. So it's like, yeah, yeah, what do you say? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's not, and it's not just like music; it's like art. So, and you know, the last three Grammy nominations that she got were for like Dave Chappelle specials. And those specials were masterpieces in their own right. So it's like, you know, you want right. to be appreciated for the art and the time that you spend working on your art. So I hope that, um, and I, you know what? It's it's funny too because like I remember when they changed the categories a couple of years ago. A lot of the artists, independent artists, were, felt kind of a, a way about it because it's like yep. they 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 basically grouping us in with all of R and B and all of soul music. So how are we going to beat out? the Chris Browns and the Rihannas and all these people right. when they get any spins and people don't know us, you know, and that was a real bitter point in like Grammy's history in terms of like independent artists, but now independent artists run the table across the board. Yeah. Like, you know, it's better to be independent and to kind of just have a distribution deal given to you or presented to you. And then you can kind of run the tables and you still get considered if you have a smash record your record still gets considered or your album still gets considered. So, you know, I think that I hope that we're moving in the right direction in terms of like artists being in control of the actual art and the music that gets represented on the Grammys in every award show for that matter. You know, like I thought it was pretty cool that um, Brandy was up for award last week on the Soul Train Award and she hasn't been relevant really for the last right. 15 years. But Definitely, the record yeah. she just put out was a smash record. Yeah. <laughs> and she got she got, you know, she got um noted for that. So I think that's pretty cool. And I hope that she's up for some awards in the Grammys too, because it was a dope project and you know, and other artists like that and you know, other artists that we know and some artists that we don't know. So that's my take on that. And then with that, we'll go into artists of the week. And let's start with J Hill. Um, uh, so I'm gonna go white this week. Um, like, like snow? Right. I'm actually the brothers give. Oh, the Bee Gees. Nice. He's going falsetto this week. Yes, sir. All falsetto. Well, you can tell by the way I yes. Okay, sorry. Yes, and it just takes me back. The, the Sleepy thing, train likes to sing. The thing about music is it always connects you to something else. And I feel like one of the first times I heard that song was from uh, Airplane. And it's a classic scene when he's in the bar and he's dancing. Oh, yeah. He can flip And it's like, it's like that, that song just fits in every way. Obviously, I'm not a, not a, um, not say, not to say I'm not a fan of Saturday Night Fever, but I never actually saw it. So that's my Don't first, that's right. That's my first installment of, uh, yeah, staying alive. That that's one of the one of the most iconic songs. Like 
and it just it just yep. hits everywhere. But well, there has some iconic yeah. sounding voices yes, too. Yes, 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 sir. So the BGs, yeah. my artist of the week. Sweet, uh, Trey. Um, for my artist of the week, I'm gonna go with one of my musical heroes, um, Najee. Somebody I've been listening to for close to 30 years, almost. Um, and uh, I just happened to be on Instagram, like we all happen to do. And he posted a clip of himself playing in his home studio, like doing like a live um, stream type of deal. Um, and it was just like a one-minute clip of him playing the flute. And, man, I mean, like the inspiration was still there, man. He sounded so good. Um, and it just, just, I just, you know, felt that same feeling I, I used to feel when I was, you know, shoot, I don't know, 13, 14, I don't know how old listening to him. And, um, I've had the privilege of meeting, hanging, you know, talking with, and, you know, kind of just being friends with Najee, um, you know, over the, you know, since I've become an adult and stuff. And, uh, yeah. So Najee, I think um, he just said Najee made his stomach hot. Wow! Sheesh! Epic pause. Wow. Inside joke. Super you, pause. I got to tell a story real quick. So my brother used to um play. Please make band. it ungay. Oh, it can't be ungay. It's, oh, it's, no, it's, no. it's gay. It's all. It's all gay. You're right. My, no, my brother no. used to play in his band. Um, shout out to the Fuzz Band in um, Tidewater, Virginia yeah, area, and um he played a show one time, and he said this dude came up to him after he finished playing the set and was like, "Hey, man." I don't mean to sound gay or nothing, man, but like your plan made my stomach hot. <laughs> nah, like, bro. What? Oh, he was nah, like, nah, nah, bro. It ain't, it ain't like, it ain't on some gay stuff. It's just like when you was playing the drums, my stomach got hot. Nah, Dude, like six foot nine, two hundred fifty pounds. He's yeah. like, you don't get the fuck away from you don't me, get bro. Away from me? <laughs> <laughs> also, funny bit. I used to work with Najee's son a lot. You remember? I'm uh, about to say, yeah. Superb was his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to work with an artist we used to work with named Sugar SP. And yep. he used to come over oh, to the crib God. all the time. He's a rapper. Jay. He's a fine rapper. Jay. Oh, I said, ah. well, <laughs> Wait, it was the Sugar SP that did it? Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh my God. Well, that's another podcast. We never did. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, boy. Shout out to Sugar SP and Ebony, wherever they are. Real. Ebony yeah. in Florida, right? No, I she moved so. back to DC. She's in DC oh, now. Okay. Oh, man. She, she was in Atlanta. I know Sugar moved to. Um, Florida. I think she might still be down there living out her best uh, Betty Davis impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, who's left? Is it me? John. John. Both of us. You, oh, you go, John. Um, um, my artist of the week is, uh, you know, after all of the Spotify numbers came out of who was listening, <laughs> oh, who wow. you were listening to the most, um, <laughs> Thomas the Train Engine oh, yeah. was nice. the artist I listened yeah. to the most. Thanks to my son. No, I'm just kidding. No, my artist of the week is this phenomenal uh, instrumentalist producer um, named Emmanuel Trillia. Um, he's from Italy, but I think he's been spending some time at Berkeley. He's been doing some uh, master classes there and stuff like that. But uh, he is a uh, an incredible musician who's got some uh, quite a few re- releases out. My favorite one is one that he released earlier this year called How You Feel. It's an instrumental project. It features um, Sabi Bergio and Benjamin Ventura and some other people. Uh, but uh, he's quite a uh, uh, an, an interesting uh, 
character. He's very, very reserved, very shy. Uh, but when you listen to his music, he's definitely he's he's on point with like some of the some of the greats that we like listening to, like Dave Funk and Mind Design and Devin Morrison and all those cats. So Emmanuel Trillia. Nice. He's like his right. called How You Feel. He's like, My stomach's hot. My stomach's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, I, I don't title. like that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, makes you, that, that makes your stomach feel some kind of way, Trey. <laughs> oh mm, <laughs> nah. My I'm not artist. feeling anything in my stomach. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Except for lunch. Oh. He's like emptiness. What? <laughs> <laughs> my artist of the week mm. in 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 terms of like the holiday season will be the Motown Christmas soundtrack. <laughs> like that's Oh hell yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah. This is that season. And if you put on anything from that record, it is a smash record. Yes, Jay. Holy night. But see, see, on that note, we got to we we bring up and album. I think Seavis and Reese's Christmas album was better than Motown. Ooh, I don't know okay. about that. Seavis okay. and Reese was good, man. All right. Was it a quiet night or was it a holy night? Quiet home. How is it both? <laughs> Actually, you might be right, Jay. Dude, that's so silly. <laughs> you might be right, Jay. They even did Hanukkah. We talk about my my <laughs> pick. My... <laughs> he just he did hijack. Some... He he hijacked your artist. He of the hijacked week. my artist of the week. No, but he might he might be right though. And you know, in hindsight, Jay's right. Seifus <laughs> <Cephas> and Reefus, Reefus, they win. Any any Christmas music. I mean, at this point, Donnie's Hathaway song. This Christmas wasn't on that uh, Motown one, but that. Song every time I hear it, it's just like, psh, yeah. it's the you perfect what, song. Season it is. Yeah, I mean, I can listen. Indeed. You know how some songs kind of transcend seasons, like, yep. or they kind of set the mood for that season. Like summertime, yeah. Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff sets mm-hmm. the summertime off for you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think mm-hmm. it's summertime until I hear that song. Like, it can right. be, it can be July fourteenth. I'm like, I ain't heard it yet. It ain't summertime. Like this Christmas. Donny Hathaway kind of sets off the the time of this yep. time of year for and me. Yeah, Silent Night though, the Motown, that's Silent Night. And the Motown, so anything yeah. the Jacksons did on that record too, like it's it's just the Jackson Five. Yeah, like. Santa Claus. Can I add a bonus to that? Sure. I'm gonna add a bonus to that. It's a Christmas album by it's called Low Budget Christmas. It's uh, the low, it's the low budget guys: DJ Roddy Rod, Camber, Kev Brown, I'm right uh, IQ. Yo, they got some dope shit on that record. Low Budget Christmas. They got two of them out. I might add another Rod, nugget to that too. Roddy Rod actually did a chop of the Donnie's of the Donnie Hathaway yeah, uh, Christmas that. joint. I yeah. gotta go back and revisit that, but I'm gonna add another nugget to that too. Andy Williams' Christmas album, dope yeah. record. Oh, I'm not familiar yeah. with that one. Andy Williams. Okay, oh my gosh, dog. The, right. It's the it's the one with the red cover. It's like the greatest hits of Andy Williams. My mom okay. plays that record every Christmas, and it's like classic, like big band. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. Um, and with that. We have our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for tuning in to uh, Sports and Things. You can check us out every Saturday at noon. And um, you can go to unhinged.com, unhingedsportsnetwork.com, and see every show that we have kind of coming up on their lineup. Um, But normally they show out our new shows at noon on Saturdays. And you can check us out anywhere you get podcasts. Um, shout out Fanatics. Shout out to Fanatics. Shout out Fanatics. Make sure you go check out the City Edition gear for the NBA. Oh, go man. check it out. Some of that stuff was really dope. I don't really care about the Brooklyn next one, but you know, there are <laughs> other teams. There are other teams. Um, 
and go go just check out the gear buy something tell them we sent you um as a link on our website. <laughs> right. It's Christmas time. Get us something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, and also, Fanatics owns lids.com too. So if you go and check out the lids. They own what? Lids. Lids. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. copper hat, copper jersey, represent your squads. Basketball season about to start back up. Um, yeah. This has been real. I am Dennis Turner, Trey Ely, John Lane. Uh, yeah. Jay Hill. Jay Hill. <laughs> Everybody's so cut me off today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know, check us out. We will be here. Um, I think pretty soon we're going to be doing. I, I don't know. We had a, we got to have a meeting about when we're actually going to do this Jay Dilla episode because it's really important that we it'll be do soon. that and we do it sure. right. Um, that's going to be the one that we live stream video probably. Um, like a so live video. Check out, check out. We want to look out for that because we, we we're working on that. We're working on formatting that and having that be something real special. Um, and we want to get that out to you guys really soon. Um, talk about DC Loves Dilla and the impact that that show had on all of us in the community and the J Dilla Foundation and the Lupus um, Foundation as well. Um, until next time, it's been real. Thank you for tuning in. Check us out wherever you can find podcasts. Peace. Free my nigga John Wall. <laughs> Free as a bird. Uh, 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 yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things. From rookies who ball the vets who about to get more rings, plus more things, like a jam session or something. Then we beefing cause our favorite team Jai like slumming, Jai like pumping Over podcasts and steady every O You want more than that whole hum So here we go, yeah We go from bars to beats to podcasts Or AstroTurf with balls and cleats Like that jaw Talking sports and things Talking sports and things Priest the Nomad Talking sports and things We're talking sports and things Dean Turner, John Lane Talking sports and things Baby, we're talking sports and things Trey Illy, Jake Hill Talk to sports and things. Talk to sports and things. DC, baby. Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S P O R T Z A N D T H I N G Z and on Twitter at I Z S P O R T Z. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.